You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Virgin Bet. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Virgin Bet, with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course, Wayne Bridge. Joining us today, we have a very special guest, PFA Players Player of the Year nominee. Uh, played for Blackpool, Liverpool and Stoke in the Premier League. Known for his absolute wand of a left, uh, of a left peg. Um, and he's the perfect guest this week, given his love for horses, with it being the Cheltenham week as well. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show, Charlie Adam. Chazza, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, and you have the longest goal as well. Yeah, for six, an outfield player, 66 six, six, yards. 67. Against Chelsea, that. You know, I wanted Remember that. Yeah, I was there. You, yeah. yeah. Oh, you would have been, yeah. I owned a horse and I called it 67 yards. You owned yeah. a horse after that? Yes. Or I you own a horse now? No. I did after that and, and you I called, called it 67, 67 yards. No yeah, really, way. Yeah. How good's that? Yeah, the horse was correct. that as well, wasn't it? <laughs> the horse was oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> you, only, you, only, you only hit it because you couldn't run, Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Just to give you a heads up if you're listening or watching, there is some building works going on next door. Uh, Bridgie's invested into the, uh, <laughs> the property next door, so he's got his team. Uh, he's got his, his team of workers um, knocking it up to uh, to rent out. So apologies if you can um, if you can hear some building works going on. Chazza, look, we said in the uh, in the intro, absolute wonder of a left foot. I just want to literally roll it all the way back when you started out. Um, what made you? have such a great left peg was it something that you, was it just a natural thing or was it something that you had to work on no I think it was a bit a bit of natural um, talent as well but I practised a lot as a, as a kid you know I used to go down to the park with my old man and um, a lot of people know that my old man was a big influence on my career yeah. and was really hard on me but you know and it, and it always stick me out like if I went down to the park and I thought I could mess around and I have the same problem now with my little boy yeah. He messes round and I get no frustrated, but I tell him and my missus in my ear saying, Will you stop being too harsh on yeah. And my old man was like, I said, there's no point coming down here if you're not going to practice and get any better. Yeah. You may, so there's no point. So I always had that drummed into me since a kid, and it was just always practicing. I always felt the older I grew up, um, you know, I was always kicking the ball further than everybody else. And and yeah, listen, you know the stories you played with me. I've tried it a few times over my career and and luckily for one time it went in the net and it was let's say it's just it's Stamford Bridge against at the time yeah. I felt was the best goalkeeper in the world and it was you know luckily it went in yeah I think technically the way he looks when he strikes ball looks really good and yeah. I think a lot of left footers out there I think when you watch them they do look better yeah why the start, I, I don't, I don't know. know it's I see it you see it a lot don't you in terms of the yeah. left footers but it was um yeah, a lot of a lot of left footers just look different from from right yeah. footers and by the way so some been top players that have been right footed yeah, but well, I just think the technique. I don't know. It's just different. Well, you come through the Rangers. Um, you've set up. Um, you made your debut two thousand and four, about eighteen, age eighteen, nineteen. 18, yeah. Um, Livingston away. You come on for Ronald De Boer. Is that yeah, all right? Yeah. What a sub that is. Yeah. Well, him coming off on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, nah. Listen, Ronald was at that time. Obviously, I was growing up, and he was in the, it. was like a Dutch contingent at that time. There was a lot of Dutch players. Him, the and, him and Frank De Boer, they were both there both at the same time. Both played the same time. So Frank De Boer was playing. Ronald De Boer was playing. You had Arthur Newman. Yeah. Van Bronckhorst had just left. Um, so a lot of Dutch players were there at the time. Under Dick Advocate had obviously yeah. been there before, and um, Ronald. Obviously, people talk about how good he was, and you know, at that time, he had left no left knees. His right knee was knackered, like operations after operations, and. Um, he was just playing with one leg and he was just still the best player. He was unbelievable. And um, yeah, 
he was um, top player in the year. I placed him for, for Livingston. Well, what, what was that the, feeling like ago. coming on, making your debut? You're young, you're co- you've gone through the academy at Rangers that you've set up and now you're given a chance. Well, I, that's not, you, you know me better than, than most. I was always confident that I should have been playing. <laughs> I, and that's that's the way, that's the, it wasn't an arrogance, it was just that I, I had a belief in myself as a you young kid. Not, no nerves or anything like nah, that? Nah, nothing. No. That was, that's what I worked hard for all my life to, yeah. to actually go and play. Um, I got shipped out on loan a couple of times and and then when you realise that loan, everybody thinks, oh, you go on loan, that's the end of your career. Yeah. But it's not, it's really the start of the journey for your career. It's just trying to, to base it on hopefully making you become a better player. So did you think that actually when you, because you went on loan to Ross County and when, St Mirren's, when I went to Ross County, I always felt, I always say, and I always felt that because I was at Rangers, which is a big club, I always said, right, I need to be the best player. I need people walking away every game thinking, right, he was the best player because he's at Rangers. Yeah. I cannot drop my standard to being at the level of the lads at St Murn and Ross County. And that's no disrespect to them because I had a great time with them. Yeah. But if I wanted to do anything in my whole career, I had to be the best player every week. And Ross County never worked out because I ended up getting an injury and never really played much. But St Murn, it really worked for me out. Played in the championship. We got promoted. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I, I contributed really well and, 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 and that's why my career at Rangers propelled after that, really. So you come back uh, and it really kicked off after that. You were a young player of the year for the Rangers fans, 2007, 14 goals yeah. that season, which included a free kick against Celtic yeah. in the old firm. Just well, we had, at that time, there was a new manager coming, Paul Le Guin, a French coach, and he was a, he was a madman, right? <laughs> so, so, so he got the he got the job and he'd done the Sahara Desert uh, marathons that like before we'd come in yeah. and we no, were Bridget's licking his lips like, oh. <laughs> that is, that is so you, you were going to do one at one point so you, you obviously know about it so he'd yeah. done it before during the time from getting announced to the pre-season so all the lads were like oh my god so uh, it was a 5k every Monday afternoon was a 5k yeah? and he would take it and he'd be at the front so then obviously British lads he changed so lads changed everything in the training ground no alcohol no ketchup blah blah but it was a 5k every Monday afternoon you had their 5k and it was in certain times so he was up the front and he was always leading and um, so the British boys would they'd be moaning and all that because it was, and it never it never lasted because he ended up getting sacked but he gave me the opportunity to play put me in straight away yeah. and um, let's say scored a few goals that season and uh, I think it got shipped out the following season on loan so look I just want to touch on that one that free kick against Celtic yeah. and, and and also just just explain to us what it means that old firm derby game to build up the, the game buzz. itself and after yeah so obviously bring, being brought up through Rangers I understood what it was to be yeah. Celtic you know um, that was the game you had to win no matter what and the old firm game was you know I was I was nervous for it because it was such pressure and being there and um, it was only because that at the time, Arthur Boric, when the free kick happened, Arthur Boric told the water to jump and I was watching him at the time. So I knew that he was going to jump and that's when I went underneath it and then that's when the goal. So it was it was an unbelievable moment. People talk about it now, even if you yeah. go back, it's talk about you know scoring against Celtic and, and that's what that's what it means to them. Yeah. So yeah, it was great to score an old firm goal um, and... And yeah, listen, part of a, a huge club, you know. Yeah. Did and you give it lows when you scored? Oh, I was always mental. Uh, <laughs> I, I, celebration. I, I enjoyed, it. Seen I enjoyed, it. Seen I, it. I enjoyed it, but um, it was just because the emotion, it's an all-firm game, the yeah. big games. Yeah. 
So what what are the emotions? What like like just just tell us like the build up. So like literally, is it from so, the games on a Saturday? If that on that Monday, is yeah, it? It's Rangers it's, it's Celtic. That's yeah. it. That's all they talk about. Everybody in the street. That's what you want to talk about. Um, I was lucky enough to play against Man United for for Liverpool. Yeah. Doesn't come close. Really, does not come close. But I reckon the biggest one I played in, in terms of the feeling, was Newcastle Sunderland. Yeah, like that. Massive. That was mad. Yeah, yeah and and then the it's a big, it's a big derby mad. and thing. But this whole forum, there's a lot of political stuff yeah, that goes on with, and that's you yeah. know that's something that we, we you know that's been going on for hundreds of years and, and will continue. But the, the whole build up is just Rangers and Celtic. Wherever yeah. you go, petrol station, whatever you do, it's just Rangers and Celtic and. And if you win, it's great. And um, if you lose, stay and in. if you lose, it's, it's <laughs> staying. But the biggest thing is the best. It's good to win at home and that. But when you win, going to when you go to Celtic Park, when you come off the bus, the Celtic fans are always there. So yeah. it's like if you've ever been to Celtic Park, there's a big statue, and you sit, stand there. So you get off the bus, and all the Celtic fans are there. When you beat, if you beat them at the end, there's nobody there. So it's yeah. probably when you walk at that door and 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 you've beat them, there's hardly anybody there. But if you get beat, they're giving you loads on the bus yeah. and that, and you've just got to take it. But yeah. it's it's great, and that's that's what that's what these big clubs yeah. are doing, you know. Yeah. Look, obviously, when you was at Rangers, and um, it's a huge football club. It's a great stadium. Yeah. A lot of history and tradition around it. You know, the the uh, the panel, the, like, the marble dark. stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a superb place. Yeah. And you worked under Walter Smith. Yeah. Who uh, passed away a few years back? Yeah. What was he like as a as a person, as a manager, and, and what he done for you at, at well, the football club? He was, he was, listen, he, he just brought an aura. Like, obviously, what he'd done previously, winning nine in a row, and, yeah. and you know, the, the, the superstars that he, Loudrop, Gascoigne, McCoy, people like that who who he dealt with over the years. It was just real, his aura that every situation he had an answer for. Mm -hmm. And um, not many people know this, or hardly anybody knows. I met Sir Alex, I, I, because I got into coaching and going off a tangent here, because I, I got into coaching, I emailed all the best managers yeah. to, to speak to them. So I managed to get a, a chat with Sir Alex just before Christmas there. Wow. So he invited me into his office and where his office is in Wimslow. And I had a chat and he was just talking about Walter Smith and that and just saying that the type of person he was. And I could see Walter Smith in him yeah. in terms of the calmness, understanding situations, just having control of it all. And I was on the end of three big rants from Walter Smith. One time was we played Celtic and we beat them. And we were 3-0 up, I think, at the time. And I'd done a no-look pass. And I'm thinking, young, thinking, I'm going to enjoy my Saturday night here. I just, just, just be Celtic. Come in the dressing room. Everybody's celebrating. You come in, the ballistic. Smash the tactics board. And he went, you. And I was just, I sat back and went, if you ever disrespect that. And I always took this on board because I thought, if you disrespect an opponent, it's like, I don't think it's right. And I see lads flicking and tricking. and It's one of my pet hates. So he hammered me for, for that pass and he said, never ever disrespect your opponent because one day it'll come back to haunt yeah. you. And it's always stuck in my mind and that's what I try and tell young players now. If you're winning a game, go and add to it. Go and if you're winning three or four, now go and five and six. Don't disrespect them by flicking and tricking because you wouldn't do it. Now, now I see Anthony doing it the other week at yeah. now against yeah. Liverpool. He wasn't doing that one nil and 2-0 done. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think it's... So that always stuck with me and he was just... Just always a, a genuine nice guy, but always had time for you as well. And now he was, it was just a sad loss when we actually lost yeah. him, you know? Yeah. It's mean, brilliant that, isn't it? You talk Alex Fer Sir Alex Ferguson, holding him in such high esteem as yeah. well. And as you say, there's similarities. Yes, in the huge similarities in the characteristics yeah. of, of what they are. And um, 
That's why they've managed it at the top, you know? Yeah. Currently, your loans manager yeah. uh, at Burnley and doing a bit of coaching as well. Yeah. Um, Burnley are absolutely flying. Dead certs to come up this, this season from the Championship into the Premier There's League. There's no certs. Oh, there like is. Come on. There is. There is. <laughs> manager, Vincent Company. Bridget, you've played with Vincent Company as well. Yeah. Let's go, first of all, was a player when you played with him. Did you ever think he was going to go into management? It's easy for me to say it now because he is, but I would have, yeah. He was very mature for his age. Yeah. Very mature. Um, very intelligent guy. He was always a leader. From, from As soon as I turned up to City, he was always a leader. He was always demanding in training. Yeah. He was always demanding. If people were slacking, he'd get on their case. And he was bloody good. Yeah. When I say he's intelligent, he was doing courses, playing football, he's doing courses like school courses or uni course, like masters in something. He was a very intelligent guy. Yeah. Wasn't one of them young kids wow. that just played football and was going out at the weekend. He yeah. had he had his head screwed yeah. on from so a very young age. Had, he was just learning. Yeah, he was learning. Yeah. He's, he's, he summed it up, you know, and just thinking back now, you know, he's at, I think he's, still, he's actually younger than me. I think he's only 37. How he's changed the football club, obviously Burnley done a great job in terms of staying in the Premier League 4-4-2 um, under Sean and, and then they had a big decision to make what way they wanted to go. Obviously getting relegated was tough and to go and give somebody that's not worked in English football mm. I think that the owners were really impressed in how he how he spoke, um, and his philosophy is that, you know, yes, yeah, the way they play is now, you know, they've done really well, but it wasn't all plain sailing because yeah. I know the fact is that they built up all pre-season playing a different formation, having a different way of playing, attacking the championship, and then they got beat from Newcastle in a pre-season friendly in, in Portugal, and he walked in the next day and said, "Cannot play that out in the championship. We need to change everything." This is a week before the season they played Huddersfield. Wow. Changed a lot, got the players and he wanted to yeah. play in the right way, and that's where they are now. And they won the first, I think, won one game in six or seven at the start of the season. So if they'd won maybe another two or three games, they'd have been a lot further ahead than they actually are. But I think the way, I just think it's the way he's changed the club, the way people are thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been brilliant for me as a young coach, and, and the staff that he's got around them have been amazing as well. Super. Well, look, Pep's obviously tipped him to be a Man City manager down the line somewhere. You said about Sean Dyche, let's go into the Premier League, the relegation battle. They picked up valuable three points. Yeah. It looks like that's kind of what you need down there at the moment. That sort of siege mentality is typical Sean Dyche. Just grind it out. Just pick up a win whenever you can. I just can't call it. I, said, I think the other day I said Saints, Bournemouth, We've gone down here. Do you know, Leeds. Can you remember who you said? I think it was Saints, Bournemouth, Leeds I went for. But at the moment... I can see Bournemouth getting out of it. Anybody um, from Palestine, I think, is involved. Yeah, and Saints, Everton, Bournemouth. You said, is it Saints, Everton, Bournemouth? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. Did I? No, I did. I said Leeds. He says it down no, here. that's wrong. Is it? You need to rewind that. I definitely didn't say Everton. I said Sean Dyche would get him out of trouble. That's exactly what I said. Um, and I, I, I think maybe will, but I don't think you can call it at the moment. I think it's too tough. So I look, couldn't call it. The teams, is, the teams that we're, we're saying are involved: Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Leeds, Forest, Leicester, West Ham, Palace, Wolves. It's, it's there's a lot of teams there, yeah. isn't there? I said Bournemouth all day, but I think the way they've actually been playing, there seems like there's a belief from the manager, yeah. from the players, and if you look at the. They've been doing well. You know, look at the way they play against Arsenal, the way they play against Liverpool. Even before that, they haven't been battered in many games. They've done all right. And I've, I just think they've got a chance of getting out. But yeah. like I said, I don't think you can call it. Leicester, 
They're dropping like, Leicester five losses yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's that's the worry Leicester. I think, you know, you want momentum going into like I say a playoff yeah. in the championship, but if you're in momentum of yeah. losing games, that's very difficult. I feel like Everton and Bournemouth have got a bit of momentum at the moment. They're doing well. Yeah. Leicester, I think. Is their squad even that good though, really? Or do you not think they are where they are with the squad they've got? I think at the start, I think oh, I think they've all they achieved under Brendan. Yeah. No, that's yeah. it. They've not freshened up, and that's yeah. what that's what it needs. Um, I think they're they're too good. I, th- I think they're there's worse teams than them to yeah. go down. But then they're all in the mix. Yeah. They're all in the mix. Chaz, who you got to? Who's your three that would that would go down? Have you? I don't think uh, West Ham won't go down. I think it's going to be Southampton. I yeah. think it's going to be Leeds. And we've got, we've got Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Uh, Forest, Palace. They're having. They're having a shocker as well, aren't they? Look, look at on this stat. Palace are now the first side to not register a shot on target in four games since the Opta stats started in 2003. <laughs> they're, they're falling like They haven't won, I don't think, since no. November. I think I'll just have a shot from the halfway line. <laughs> just to break the stat. Chazard, don't unleash the Kraken. You know, they haven't been... I don't think they've been battered. You know, they might have lost by one goal each time. So, yeah. you know, they... Done well against City, so not conceding to me. But like I said, you got to shoot. You got to shoot. You got to kind of create something. So you've got to be working. I always I say when I even when I was playing, I know say it's easy to play against the bigger ones. It's easy to get yourself up for it. Yeah. So what I say is that a mentality swing in terms of oh we're playing Man City, we we have to be compact and we have to be organised. But when you're having to go and open up against your if it's Palace or playing Bournemouth or whatever, it's a totally different game, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. I just think that they, they need to try start picking up points against the teams that are close to them. There's five or six in the mix and, you know, like you say, there are no great stats for Palace or Leicester, really. Yeah. A few of them have got to play each other as well, I think, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah so they're, they're massive games. Yeah, yeah it's going to get it's gonna get really fruity. Mm. Uh, so, look, just quickly get off this then. Bridgie, you're sticking your guns, Southampton, Everton and Bournemouth. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't say Everton, I said Leeds. Southampton, Leeds, Bournemouth. I, I don't even want to say Saints. Um, I just they've for a while for Southampton, haven't they? Yeah, I'm going to go Saints Leeds. I can't call. I just got a feeling Bournemouth might get out of it. The running they've had recently, yeah, and they picked up. It's points. tough, Liverpool, like you say. They've sit here and they got beaten in Arsenal. We've done a right. I just got a feeling they might get out of it. Yeah. Okay. Chaz. Yeah. Um. Southampton, Bournemouth, and Leeds. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's going to change week in. We're going to be changing this all the time, but I'm going to make sure I'm going to keep. I'm going to try Leicester. No, wait there, wait there. I did not say Everton. I'm going to rewind on that. Right, look. Let's get on to the Virgin Bet Builder. Um, we're going to play the uh, the new Virgin Bet Builder game each week. Our friends at Virgin Bet have picked out a match for us to do five predictions. Okay, the first three is the match result, the correct score, and the first goal scorer. Plus, we're going to have two mystery markets if they're choosing. Each correct prediction will win you a point. The harder the prediction, the more the points. All right? Just a reminder, if our guest beat Bridgie over the season, you owe me dinner. If you beat our guests over the uh, over the series, then uh, then, I'm, then I'm taking you out for, for dinner. Okay? So last week's predictions, there was a tough one. You and Gabby Bonahor, you did pick up a point each with City winning. So... After your four points the week before, you are now 5-1 up in the series, Bridget. All right, so there's a bit of a buffer there for you. Uh, (laughs) This week, though, we are swapping the Premier League for the magic of the FA Cup. Um, The romance is here. It's Vincent Company's Burnley go to the Etihad to take on Man City. Okay, so 
three predictions so far. I want uh, match result, correct score, and first goal scorer. Bridgie, right. you can go first on this. Um, they're obviously flying, so I think they've put up a fight, but I just think City have got too much. Yeah. They've got too much for most of the Premier League teams. So I'll go for a City win. Yep. I'm going to go Mares again to score, because I okay. think he'll get a run out his start. So I'll go him to score first. Yep. And I'm going to go for 3-1. 3-1, Mares, Man City. Yeah. Okay. Charlie, you work for Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, do me a favour. Oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? First goal scorer and correct score, please. Uh, it's the FA Cup. You never yeah, know. I, I yeah. think I, I need to go Burnley's Burnley 1-0. And uh, we'll go for our old mate, Ashley Barnes. I know, you, I, know, I know you like Barnesy. <laughs> oh, I love Barnesy. He's great, lads. Set play. Do you know what? Yeah. He, he used to get a lot of stick at Brighton when I was there. He was there. a horrible player he, to play he was, against. He was dirty. But I bet um, to have him in your hard. team was great. It was great to have him in the team. He was hard and he worked He, he worked really hard as yeah. well. And he could he could pitch him with a goal. Yeah. And he did get a lot of stick, but I liked him. And he was he was just mad sometimes. I mean, he got a yellow card by the ref, right? And uh, <laughs> as the ref gave it to him, then he went to run off. He tripped him up <laughs> and then turned around and sent him off. My like, eyes, oh, brilliant. So that's got to be the quickest yellow cards in succession. Oh, mate, it was brilliant. It was yeah. just typical Barnsley. I couldn't he, stop laughing. He tripped the referee up. Yeah. Fuck oh, wow, do you know, like, even the, I think the manager wanted to go mental, but he couldn't stop laughing. Like, <laughs> Barnsley. Was that at Brighton? That was at Who Brighton. Who was managing yeah. Gus? Gus, yeah. Wow. Because it's the magic of the FA Cup, your two uh, curveballs are. Uh, the mystery market is the total goals in the first half. It will be over or under one and a half. Uh, and the total goals in the game, over or under two and a half. Charlie, you've gone one nil, so I think I'm <laughs> under. <laughs> I'm over, over. I'm going over, over. All right, okay. City have, uh, have, have put at least three pass Burnley in the last six out of their ten meetings four of those uh, have been five so uh, five goals have gone in so do you want to change I just think the way that the manager and that group of players will, will go I think they'll attack it how do you think yeah. he'll go obviously I know uh, no insights but just in terms of a, a Vincent company I'm, going to Man City I'm, I'm, going, I'm just looking at from where I would I think he's going to go with sheer pace up front uh, I think he'll just go for it I, th yeah. I don't think he's got nothing to fear yeah. I think the manager will be looking to test himself against the best um, speaking to, to the staff and that now, Pep will be worried because in terms of he'll not know what the manager's going to do and Pep doesn't like that. That's something that Pep doesn't like. If you try and throw a curveball in, yeah. Pep will not like that. So I think he'll try and throw a curveball into him to see see what they do. Listen, Man City are a top team, man. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, the players that they've got and the manager they got. But I just think the manager will throw a curveball in to see what Pep does. And um, listen, he might deal with it, he might not be able to. But does, I just um, think it's a great game for as a club and where the manager's at the moment and where the team are I think it's a perfect game for them yeah they'd be disappointed it's not Wembley and it's in the semi-final and that's what I think they would have been disappointed but listen it's Man City you test yourself against the best and I think it's an opportunity for them to everybody to see what they really are yeah. about does Bellas get involved in the training every day yeah. every day He's he coaches probably every day does most of it yeah. um, he'll do most of it a lot of planning he's organised he's intense to it he's obsessed like yeah. we discussed them before you obviously played with him in that but the standard he had as a player, he has as a coach. He, he wants the best every single day and um, I'm really surprised, but no, he's a very, very good coach. I've, I've always spoke highly of him and I was 
not that I, I don't, I'm not sure how well Vinny did get on with him, but I think that the fact that he took Bella shows yeah. what he was like at yeah. City. He, he was one of our best players and he was great with the kids. Definitely seems like there's a good cop, bad Perfect. cop yeah. combination. Yeah, but there. No, Bellis is always one to improve but players as well. But, but, yeah, absolutely. The, the individual stuff that they do, the learning for the strikers. You know, he was a top, top <coughs> player himself. But, you know, the managers, he's a bit of a, 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 you'll have a go as well. And, mm. um, you know, they, they, they seem to be working. Yeah. Well, look, that, that, that's our predictions. Uh, if you want to build your bet, just download the Virgin Bet app and head to your bet builder. Please visit Virgin Bet for full terms and conditions. You've got to be over 18 to play and please, please gamble responsibly. Um, just staying on managers, you've worked under a, a good few under your time, some top managers as well. Uh, let's, let's start with your old one from Stoke, Tony Pulis. Um, he, had, he just had a group of players that yeah. somehow... Oh, Bridget just dropped his wallet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony, look, he, had a, he seemed like he had a group of players that he just got the best out of and they was just horrible to play against. Yeah, listen, at that time I was going to a team that had obviously got promoted under him and, and they had a lot of loyalties towards him. But I'm only speaking from my, my perspective is that it never worked with, with me there um, under him. Um, it was difficult. I found it difficult in terms of the way it was. It started well. They obviously bought me, and then I had a couple uh, an off field problem. Obviously, losing my dad was a big thing for me, yeah. and I never really got the support of the manager that I, I expected. And um, the January window come along after I'd only been there three or four months, and he pulled me in, told my agent that to come into the club, and uh, said basically I could leave the club. It's not work for us, it's not work for you, so find another club. But then there was obviously complications of you couldn't play for two, three clubs in one season. Mm. I'd already played for Liverpool. So I had to sit out the next, I think it was till April really, and um, at that time we were struggling, we were in relegation. And then I got pulled out of nowhere to play against QPR at QPR. Big Crouchy scored, a, I think, a couple of goals that day. And, um, you know, we, I ended up I was put on the right wing. But, and then I stayed in the team for a couple of games to end the season. We got safe and then obviously everything changed then because the manager obviously went and Mark Hughes came in. So it's how football works. You know, your career could change quickly. Sliding and um, doors, Yeah, it's it? just really how it happens. Right. And then and then I end up having what, six, another six years at Stoke and, yeah. and, and loved my time there. Bridgie, any sliding doors moments for you? Because I mean, it, it, it <coughs> Not, like opinions in football is so yeah. massively in terms of whether magical. Like you could easily have gone in January there. Yeah, Charles, you and you don't know where you're going to go. You don't know where you end up. Your football career could change. You you could fight the Premier League and then not have five or six years in the Premier League. So yeah. you don't know. You just my door's time. probably slid shut. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Ranieri at Chelsea and then Mourinho come along. I had a bit of a hard time with him. Um, but I did turn a corner of him, but then I broke my leg. But yeah, I think when he came along, I did play games, but not as many as I wanted to. Yeah. And then probably Spark actually at City, because I yeah. got signed um, by Spark at City. And I was devastated when he got the sack. One, because I was one of his signings, yeah. Bellamy was as well. And I thought he was a really good coach. I yeah. enjoyed training and everything. Yeah, I did as well. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. But, you know, we'd signed a lot of <clears> players, but... It was a transition period and he got sacked after like drawing seven games or something like yeah. that. So it wasn't like we were losing. It was a draws and I felt a little bit, I felt gutted. And then obviously the new manager come in and it was it was a right of man thing, but I had a falling out yeah. of him and, and that was it really. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the only moments that I think when managers have changed and it's probably not worked out with me. But 
other managers when they'd come in, like at Southampton, I had Hoddle, Dave Jones, Stuart Gray. It was it was always fine, but yeah. it was more the door getting shut. Than did, just quickly, did Glenn get involved? Was he training? Or Mate, not? Glenn is. I reckon. I know Joe's a one loads um, at Chelsea. In training was good. And I loved him. I think he's probably one of the. Well, everyone knows he's one of the best. But for me, Hoddle was just amazing. Like we were saints, you know. We're, we weren't that great. We were always yeah. at the bottom of the table. I think we were up at six from the table when we had yeah, him. Yeah. And um, he just had us playing better football, the formations he was playing, the things he was getting everyone to do. Did he get involved? The intelligence, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, Chris, remember Chris Marsden? Oh, yeah. He used to always try and smash him. He used to do his edit. <laughs> he used to always try and leave a bit on him, but he was just outside <clears throat> of the boot. He could have... He could have sat in midfield and probably yeah. bossed it. Do you know what I mean? He was still that good. Mark Strachan, Hughes got involved, oh, no, didn't he? Oh, I've got to say another one who used to get involved. Gordon Strachan. Hey, he was brilliant. Yeah. He just seems like a little rat right, in there. Yeah. Just sort of getting about. His one touch of move, he was so good. Really? Honestly, really good. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hughes used to get involved in on the uh, in the shooting drills yeah. and with the, with the volleys. Some some volleys, yeah. That, listen, that's what he was. That was his forte when we played for, for United and that, but. Going back to 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 Sparky, and I just think that the, the team he had with Eddie and, and Bo just yeah. just worked, didn't it? You know, yeah. he wasn't, a, you know, Matt wasn't a, he wasn't a, a revolver the lads or that, but he just had a personality. He just yeah. had a calmness about him as well, and really, really good manager. And I just enjoyed playing under him. You know, yeah, yeah, he was very good. Uh, going on to uh, Blackpool, where you probably play some of your best football. Ian Holloway, <laughs> who's certainly a character, brilliant, um, brilliant, just just. Talk about somebody that put an arm around you. And, and listen, no matter who you are as a football player, you, everybody wants to be told how yeah. good they are. And he done that to me. He said, like, listen, if you sign for me, I'll get you to the Premier League. I didn't know it would be with Blackpool, but he said, I believe in your talents. I believe that you're a good player and I'll get you to the Premier League. And fortunately for us, we've done it together in terms of getting to the Premier League with Blackpool. And he yeah. was just, he was more of a, he had a way of playing in terms of, you know, he'd watch Swansea and this is the way he wanted to play. And, um, and at the time, we just had a group of players that just come together, really. A bunch of rejects that... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we, we were. played good football as well. Yeah, like. we did, but that's, how we, that's what we were. Like, we had lads that had been released from, from clubs, you know, all different players had played in the League 1, League 2, League Championship, and just put a team together. And um, we just had a sprinkling of good players that on the day could, could beat anybody, really. Does he get credit enough? Ian Holloway for being tactically astute. I mean, you can see what he's like in terms yeah. of his man management and yeah. picking lads up. But on the training pitch, yeah, on the training pitch, he, he was good. He, yeah. he he knows how to set a team up. He have us organised. But what I liked about him it was more about what we can do, no, but everybody else can do, and that's yeah. how I don't know done something with him no long ago. And I think we, I think we conceded. We we scored fifty five goals in the Premier League season. We conceded seventy goals or something like that. So. Yeah. You know, we were all at attack. We never really defended any game. We we lost four or five nil a couple of times, six nil at Arsenal. But we attacked it and um now he was just brilliant to play for. Brilliant. What a man as well, what a character. Um talking of legends and um and, and men, uh Kenny Daglish yeah. at Liverpool. He signed you yeah. um for Liverpool. I mean, if there's ever a dream of going to Liverpool in, in one instance, but for Kenny Daglish to, <coughs> to be the manager. To, to well, sign you, I mean, funny, funny story in the back of this. So I said knew that I was going to sign, and I, I, all the, the deal had been agreed. So I was sat at home, 
my missus was somewhere shopping, I think, as usual. And um, at, at that time, I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't driving. She I, obviously knew that you saw anything. <laughs> <Yeah. Liverpool. laughs> so at that time, I wasn't driving. I, I'd never, never, never drove until I just I'd signed for Liverpool. What do you mean? So I'd never drove, never passed my test. <laughs> How old was you? Twenty-five. Oh my so god! Honestly, because I'd never been brought up. So, so as a kid, I'd never been brought up. Mum and dad never drove. Yeah, I'd always got trains everywhere, you know. And then met my missus. She used to drive me everywhere. She dropped me off at training every day. <laughs> That's brilliant. And then, and then one day I gets a call saying my agent said to me like, "Deal's agreed. We're going to go for a medical." So I'm sat at home and I'm thinking, right, how do I get to Liverpool? Yeah, my missus in Manchester. So I phones my mate. It's a bricky. <laughs> and he, I said to him, where are you? He said, I'm just finishing a job. I said, listen, mate, I've, we've agreed a deal. I'm going to Liverpool. I need to go to Liverpool to the medical. He said to me, mate, I'm in my van. He says, I'm in my van. I said, pick me up and take me. So I've got my suit on. It gets out me house, get me my suit on, going for the medical. My mate turns up with me, me drive. White van. So I jump in the white van. He says, where are we going? He says, we've got to Liverpool's training ground. Drives me at Liverpool's training and drops me off in his white van, Bricky. Tell me he thought he knew he's in his overalls. <laughs> he's, he's in his overalls, just puts in that, gets out, and Kenny's waiting there for me in his big merch. So I get to the van, shuts the door. By the way, don't even say bye to my mate. I just did he, shut, did he not get out? He's stayed in the car. They just stayed in the van, drops me out, I get out. Kenny's there in the car. So Kenny then picks me up and takes me to the hospital, yeah. shows me around uh, the academy training around, blah, blah. And then he takes me to, to, to Melwood. I knew there's a few pictures on the internet that me going into Melwood with a suit on, and that's Kenny taking me to there to do the medical. And then I go to the hospital, there, the, the rest of it. But for that five or six hours, like, you know, Kenny was just like driving me around in his car and that. And, and it was just, just unbelievable. I was Brilliant. just sat there and he was just, he was just an unbelievable person and, and, and really, really good coach as well. Yeah. Yeah, was there a story that you when was you at his house or did you yeah. have to so I, um, make up a cup of tea? So as I had, um, I knew that they wanted to sign me, and, yeah. and um, he, my agent said to me, oh, "He phoned today. You come round to the house." So I've gone round to the house, and I could always remember because the masters was on at the time. So it goes into his house, and I'm so nervous, like thinking, "Oh, where's this house?" So it goes and gets into his house, opens the door. He's there, opens the door in his slippers and that, comes in, sits in the sofa, sits in the, sits in the sofa and um, he goes, do you want a cup of tea? I says, yeah, yeah. So we go in the kitchen and that. He says, right, you'll make it in. So I'm here in the kitchen. I'm asking, he says, oh, the milk might be out of date. I says, Maria's, uh, she's on holiday, so I don't know what the milk could be like. So sat in there and the thing, making cups of tea and that. And he was just, just talking. And we were in there for about an hour and a half and I think we spoke for 10 minutes. We just sat and watched the golf, golf. basically and just never really said... What it was is that just making sure that, yeah. Yeah, listen, we want to sign you in the summer. If, yeah. you know, we got it, it never worked in the January, but we want to sign you in the summer. So don't worry about it. Just keep playing well and we'll keep an eye on you. And, and fair play to them, they did. Brilliant. You making Brilliant. Kenny a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> what a story that is. Um, look, both absolute legends for Scottish football, Kenny Daglish and yourself. Um, where do you see Scottish football at the moment headed? And obviously, they qualify for these the Euros, didn't they? Um, yeah. So, where do you think is it? Is it on the app, or do you think there's still no, a lot more? I, I still to, think to there's come. a lot to come. I think Steve's done a great job. I, I like Steve. He worked with me at Liverpool, and I think he's a very good coach and good man manager, as, as I'm led to believe in the national team. So, I obviously want you know when when you you play for your country, you always want them to do well. And, and for us, it was a few years before we actually qualified for a major competition. But when you get a taste of it, you want it regular. And if you don't qualify, then everybody thinks it's a a failure. But 
he's got a group of players there now that believe in everything he does. They enjoy going away with him. And I think half the battle is when you go away and you both, you know, international level is that it's boredom's the biggest thing, yeah. you know, because you only train once and then you spend a lot of the day. So I think he's got it right and he's got the right group of players and hopefully he can qualify. But yeah, is the, the game in a better way? Ah, listen, the old firm are there and they're still going to dominate for, yeah. for how long they are and they'll always be there. I don't think coming to England will, will be good for the game. Yeah. Um, so the longer the old firm are in, in Scottish football, the more they're going to dominate. Yeah. Talk about boredom. Was Billy McCulloch there? Bill's oh, Bill, so, entertain you? Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so the big good story with Bill. Wow. So you obviously worked with Bill and, and Blood was, was a top man, great guy. And um, so every trip he'd come away to Scotland and that. We, so sorry, so for, for listeners at home, yeah. people are watching, Bill's known as the Blood. Yeah, the Blood, Bill yeah. the Blood. And he's, yeah. a, he's a masseur at Chelsea. At Chelsea. And, and he obviously works for the Scottish team So he worked for the team national well. team as well. So he'd come up and uh, obviously I knowing heard a lot of good stories about him and, and all the stories over the years of what the lads were like with him and the you know, top guys. So he come into the, the camp with us. I just remember one camp. So he used to massage and all the lads normally we all congregate in the massage room. So we got him and we planned me, Snodgrass. There was about seven or eight of us, Scott Brown. Everybody was in there. And we said, right, we're having him tonight. And he was, by the way, Bill Strong, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here he is rubbing the lads way that 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 arm is big. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the gun was was working <laughs> and he said right we're having them tonight so we grabbed them in the middle of the, the massage we got them and he had all the oil so we grabbed them and you know the tape that you put around your socks so we've we've tied them up there must have been about 10 of us on them trying to hold we them we did this to him at chelsea yeah. as well so we tied them up and at that time we were staying on a golf course so we tied them up in the massage room because where you go in the hotel it's um, you go left into where the massage room, so the, the main hall is in front of you. Yeah. So we managed to get him taped him up, and, he, and he, to be fair, he surrendered at one point. Right, okay, what you doing to me? So we got him, we tied him up with tape, seven or eight us, grabbed him, pulled him, pulled him all the way through the, the lobby of the hotel, out onto the golf course. And he's, by this time, he starts panicking. And um, he's like, get me, leave me, leave me, leave me. So we get him on the golf course, and we throw him in the bunker. <laughs> and by that time everybody's raking sand on him everything's got in his eye and then all of a sudden everybody just start ripping his gear off him so we ripped everything off him ripped his gear off he's got nothing on and we left him so here he is Bill's just trodden back to the hotel like this with all the <laughs> trip had to go back through the main hall with nothing on into the massage room and get his and he was raging for the rest of the trip but just a great guy that great would just character. do anything for yeah, like drink Drinking the massage oil yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Just, oh, just yeah. a top guy. And, he just um, kept, he still there now, isn't he? Up. Is he still there? Yeah. Still at Chelsea now, isn't oh, he? Yeah, 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 still at Chelsea, Chelsea now. Yeah, no, he doesn't do the national team, but still at Chelsea yeah. and he's a great guy, you know. When you yeah. done it to him at Chelsea, did you wheel him into... Ranieri's into... office, yeah. <laughs> so before, before Claudio got in, we taped him up, stuck him on a chair and he was just sat at his desk <laughs> and he couldn't move. So he was taped to the chair as well. <laughs> And then I cut, they did something else too. I think they built a snow. It was snowing at one point, and uh, they built a snowman and put it on the front seat of his car. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, was it Porsche yeah. had at the time oh. or something like that? Uh, last year with a Porsche. Yeah, he, he did, did have one at one point. Didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He had a Porsche yeah. at one point. Well, at Chelsea, <laughs> that's us. what a guy, what a guy. Yeah. Um, Chaz, look, I want to do a little section with you. What really happened? So we want to go back to a moment in your career, and we want to sort of know more about it, but. It's, it's a bit of a broad one, this. I want to go back to... Look, you've had the privilege of playing for Liverpool. Yeah. Playing at Anfield as a Liverpool player, but also going there as an opponent as well, as me and Bridgie have done. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about the atmosphere and the fans. Um, 
at Anfield. Some people think it's a myth. Some people don't see how it, it can go from a Champions League night to, to the league. It's, it's very different. But what are the Liverpool fans like to their to their home players? Well, well, let, let, let's put it. Let's say playing Sunderland at three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. To playing. I never played in the Champions League for them, but playing Real Madrid at yeah. home in the Champions League, it's just totally different. Yeah. You know? Um, even the big games like you're playing against Manchester United at home. It's Chelsea at the time were, were big, big, yeah. big side and popular team, you know, Man City. So the big games, yeah, it was it was totally different. You know, the atmosphere was incredible and um just a great football club to go back to. And good thing that what I say about proper football club is that you still look after former players, so you still get yeah. invites to everything and yeah. You know, if you ever need tickets for games, it's not a problem. So, brilliant. Love going back. And, yeah, I was only there for one season, but there's always one or two that always remember you and, and, and take, you know, saying well done. Because I did, in the end, you know, you end up winning. I won a Carling Cup with them and yeah. got to FA Cup final as well, but which I missed it on through injury. But you know, it was a huge learning experience being at one of the best clubs in the world. But when you was there, obviously you played in, in some big games and you yeah. experienced some big games. Did you feel like that you, with that with that back in, with the atmosphere yeah, was at was, Anfield? It was amazing. Really get... It spurred John, like, you know, and in the league, we had a tough time, you know, I think we finished eighth that season, but you could, moments in games where you get a goal and then all of a sudden, the game changes, all of a sudden yeah. you're 3-1 up from, from being 1-0 down. Yeah. And that's just the momentum, the atmosphere and that, that cop and, you know, even though there's a new stand and another new stand getting built, I don't think the atmosphere will change. I think nowadays you see a lot of the newer stadiums, the atmosphere changed a little bit. I think Liverpool's atmosphere will always be there because of the supporters are, you know, so fanatical and it's a, and yeah. it's a brilliant football club. But you've obviously played there as an um, an opponent in Champions League nights as well. I was probably just sat on the bench. Yeah, but it's still involved. Yeah, but Did you play in that game with the, the goal? The Garcia goal was it? Uh, I don't, I don't think you, I played in it. No, oh, no, would you, would you be on the bench that I night? Were you was. part of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the oh, and again, like Chaz mentioned there, Chelsea, Liverpool, their time was big, especially in the Champions League. Oh, did you feel like I've got to keep these quiet? Like it's in the crowd, or did, like was it an intimidating one? I don't, I don't think so because I you'd always concentrate on the game. Look, it's always a hard <clears> place to go. It's, yeah, it's, it is hard. I think the only thing that stands out for me going is when they sing, "You'll Never Walk Alone." Used to just send yeah. shivers down. Yeah. down Powerful that. That, amazing. But yeah, it was a horrible place to go. And obviously, the rival with Chelsea and Liverpool at the time was massive. I remember a home game, Chelsea, when we lost and we were out. And I think there were still Liverpool fans there the next day. And we were on the coach going to another game. And uh, the fans were all cheering and going mental, smacking the bus really? and everything. Liverpool fan Marino hated it. Yeah. He, he got the bus to pull over. Like, like, let's have it. No way. Yeah, we had security at the time. <laughs> and I remember one of the security just opened the door. Brian, do you know Brian? Yeah, yeah. He literally just body checked one. He went flying and they all just scarpered. <laughs> but it was, it was brilliant. The rivalry at that time was was massive. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the hardest places to go. Yeah. They respect football. And I've gone there with yeah. Villa and, that, and beaten Liverpool yeah, yeah. and got a ball was coming off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. We, we got that Blackpool when we beat them. At Anfield 2-1 and got clapped off. But it was unbelievable. Even what you said about the club, like the ex-players, they welcome back and they give them tickets. Yeah. So a lot of clubs, it's hard to go back even if you play yeah. for them sometimes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. Chazza, some of our best moments. We've got to talk about some Stoke Christmas parties and <laughs> mid-season I Do you know what I've got to ask about quick? Because I played with him, James Beattie. Do you know much about that headbutt? 
all I could, all I know of is it was that it was something they were Christmas do, and yeah. they were playing Arsenal. They were winning the game or something, like that, and they lost two late goals. And Tony Pulis had an argument saying, "No, nah, well, that's it. You're only having yeah. the Saturday night or something like that." Yeah. And they had already planned Saturday Sunday, and beats chirped up, which you would because you're a senior player. He went, "Well, we've already organised that <laughs> um, Christmas do blah blah," and. I think it was you end up just having a, a bit of a, yeah. a go to in the in the shower. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I find about the Christmas do's? Is yeah. the fines up up until the Christmas do are ruthless. Terrible. Oh, they, yeah, are they are brutal. brutal. And Br so Bridgie, right? So imagine Stoke, right? We on a game day it was double bubble as well, wasn't yeah. it? So and at the and you had to pull up at the training ground for pre match and then go to the stadium after. And at the training ground it's a big glass front, isn't it, where the canteen yeah. is overlooking the car park. Um and what is it, Junction 15 on the M6? Junction 15, M6, Nightmare yeah. to get to. So, and if the, the, the clock's ticking down and the boys will be queuing up that window, just banging on the window and with all the lads <laughs> are just driving like <laughs> madmen to try and get in the building. Um, but because at the time, these lads, Crouchy, John Owen, said they, they were all staying in London at the time. So they were travelling up and we used to stay in a hotel on a Friday night. I used to stay because I was travelling from Blackpool. It was an hour and a half. I'm not travelling on, on a match day that long. So we stayed in the meal. And um, so we'd all go out for dinner on a Friday night. And for about eight weeks in a row, by the way, Bridgie, I paid, right? So we did cab roulette, right? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, was, I was thinking on the way down, I'm thinking, right, I'm going to ask the question. They cannot openly, honestly now admit, did they fix it? For eight weeks in a row, yeah. my card got picked. So, <laughs> nah, it was a good times. And same restaurant, the same waiter. We was, to, it, was, yeah. it was it fixed? Was it must have been. Was it fixed? No, it must have been. It was. Yeah, man. It's just like steak that every Friday. But going back to the Christmas do, yeah, so the training ground... And we always had the usual suspects were always late, weren't they? Yeah. Arnautovich, yeah. you know, usual one. Would yeah. not bother. And we'd all be banging on a window because Christmas do double bubble. And the lads, to be fair, we had a couple of good ones, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We had some and good... mid-season mid trips mid -season as well. Mid-season trips were the best ones, weren't they? <laughs> I, I missed one of the best, best mid-season trips. So we used to go to, to Dubai um, during the season and we get five days. So the first two days was just the lads would be on the beach and that and just a few beers and things no training. like that. Nah, no training <laughs> for the first two days. <laughs> nah, yeah, we, we eventually, we did train, didn't yeah. we? When we but worked, it, we worked. But, we had a bit of downtime. We had two days straight and we'd, we'd be able to enjoy and then we'd work hard <laughs> and then and then the manager would let us have nights up. So we'd have night up and one one time I was due to fly back but I was staying but my missus was due to give birth to the first baby so at that time I wasn't a... Um, I wasn't staying for the whole trip and this one night the manager said, right, you can do what you want, but make sure you're in. You're at lunch. So I think there's four lads missed lunch. This is 12 o'clock, by the way. So they've come back, <laughs> slept in. So I think it was, there's four lads. He went, right, um, we'll go for dinner, the whole squad. I think, where did you go? Sushi Shamba, yeah, somewhere yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, somewhere like that. And use four or pay for it all. And I, and I just had, I had flew back by this time and I heard the stories that lads were just ordering bottles of red wine at £1,000 and all that. And it was a, it was a heavy one, wasn't it? Just don't be late. To be fair, Hoofy got caught up in a couple of being late for the for the bus and Willow. Mark, Mark Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. What a what cannon. What a guy. Did you ever, you ever come across him? <laughs> oh, he was a cannon. He, uh, I, well, I, we got the flight out and I sat next to him on yeah. the flight going out. First trip, was, wasn't it? Yeah, my first trip. And I was like, good luck, sitters. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> So he had he um he had like the energy you know like the energy shots yeah and he had sleeping tablets as well he took them all <laughs> and he said let's see what one works first. <laughs> 
Oh my God. On a night flight going out. And he was all over the place. And then we we landed and we went all through the, the, the day, had a drink. And then we come in the next morning and we were training. Oh, yeah. And he come for, he come through his room, didn't he? And he was singing, what's the song? Can you feel the light? At about seven in the morning. Yeah. And Andy Quay, the goalkeeper coach, <coughs> Willow, shut up. <laughs> He's singing louder. So, 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 I reckon so, I would have started so, in so, writing stuff. So, so, so to add to that story, on that trip, we'd had a few beers, we'd come back, and we knew Willow was like, and I'm sat laying in bed, and I can hear him singing, and I was thinking, brilliant. So where we were staying, you can come at your balcony, and you can walk along the balconies. So I can hear him getting closer and closer to my room, and I'm thinking. So he's banging, saying, Willow, Willow, where are you? <laughs> And I'm shouting, Willow, Willow, he's not in here. They, they go back to your room, mate. He's like, I'm, I'm asleep. No, I heard me. Crash. <laughs> through the window. Through the patio window. Smashed oh, me patio window. Fell through the patio window, right? <laughs> By the way, this is what happened. So I get up, falls through, falls through the patio window. He goes, bangs his head. He's sitting on the end of my bed, right, talking rubbish. So I'm half asleep and he's talking to me. And I leave him. He gets up, falls. Bangs his head against the where the TV is, falls down. I get up, leave him, he's breathing. <laughs> he's breathing. Yeah, he's breathing. So I leave him. So I leave him and go back to bed. Right? And also we gotta get up for training the next day. And I get up and I check him in the morning. There's blood, right? On my carpet, on the floor and that. So I check his balls again. Right? <laughs> right? And, and this time, obviously, it's for that meeting, and I leave him, and, he, and so I check him, and, he's, and so he's alive, and so he's all right. <laughs> and we get back in, and all of a sudden, it just the story got out that Will had obviously smashed me patio window, <laughs> blood on his hand, and all that, and it just it was just carnage, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just, and really the, lads had to just cover it up and all, but just good that lads. That good dressing room, wasn't it? Very good dressing good room. Good, one of the best I've been actually. Yeah. Who uh, was manager at times? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had a good group, real good group. Um, Look, Chaz, that's all we've got time for, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Really, really funny. Uh, thank you ever so much. Thanks for, for coming me. down. And good luck with everything that you're going to do. Cheers. Looking to go into, hopefully, management. And, hopefully one day, yeah. 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 Well, best of luck with that. I'm good sure luck, you'll mate. be a success. Uh, and thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> first report brilliant. we've had from the crew behind uh, for everyone at home remember to find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from you have been listening to the All to Play For podcast brought to you by Joe and Virgin Bet we'll see you next time